You're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholz and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to episode 19 of the Toolstation Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholz, and I am delighted to be joined on the line by Tom Hiscott, the editor of the Toolstation Western League bulletin. How are you, Tom? Yeah, I'm doing really well, thanks. And how about yourself? Well, it's very festive. We're in the festive season, as you may have noticed. December. And um, yes, we we did we 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 got the Christmas tree on Saturday. We put the decorations up, so the Knockholds the Knockholds house is. I like that. Yeah, it's a very it's a very festive house. We have indeed been watching Home Alone and Elf. These are the things that 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 have been going on in my house, which probably saved me from getting frozen because I had. I had um, wanted to go out at the weekend, and um, I had targeted the the, the Wooden Bassett um, Bridgewater clash, which oh, yeah. we will be uh, discussing. But it was that cold; I just I just couldn't I couldn't bring myself to do it. I know I'm a I feel like a part timer really, but um, it it was it was it was cold. Anyway, the um, the good news is I've got you to talk to, so you can tell me what happened um, between Royal Wooten Bassett and, and Bridgewater United in the Vars. We've got um, um, plenty of action, actually, even though there were some more postponements um, over the weekend. And we'll be talking to uh, Jason Couch, the manager of Brixham. And um, uh, we'll also be talking to Joe Popel, the uh, the manager of AEK Bocco. Um um, but we'll kick things off um, looking at the fixtures. Well, looking at the Vars fixtures, of course, on Saturday, the 2nd of December. And um, it was an all tool station Western League tie between Barnstable Town and Falmouth Town. Of course, two famously well supported sides in the tool station uh, Western League. And uh, I think Falmouth, well, certainly the F Troop will have gone home the happier, Tom. Yeah, they will have. I think we touched on this last week, how these, these sides have played. Played, uh, played against one another quite a bit over the the recent weeks. I think I've, I've found it down to three. This was the third meeting in 35 days. A couple of league games between themselves, uh, and then a big big third round tie in the Vars, and it did go the way of Falmouth. Two one win for them. So the corner side, they are the the, the last corner side remaining in the competition, uh, and they made a really strong start to this one. Uh, Ten minutes in, they were ahead through uh, captain James Ward. Uh, and then it was Ollie Walker midway through the second half that, that made it 2-0. So that put them in a really good position. Uh, they were denied a denied a clean sheet in stoppage time. Home side getting back on uh, back back getting a goal back, uh, but that was as good as it got. And it was Falmouth who who booked their spot in in the fourth round. Uh, now moving on to um, Brixham, um, they were entertaining uh, Downton, and um, well, it was um, plenty of drama here, Tom. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and they <laughs> nearly. Uh, nearly, nearly messed it up a little bit. Uh, they were, yeah, put themselves in position for a really comfortable victory, but they did have to hold off a, a pretty late flurry from the visitors to to uh, to progress to the the next round. Um, quite quite a start to this game. There wasn't any goals uh, until around the 40 minute mark, but then uh, Brixham shot into life uh, at the end of the first half. Real, real uh, excellent five minute period, which saw Danny Gaze uh, open the scoring, and then it was Jake Chisholm just two minutes later uh, made it two 0 So that put them in a a really good position at the break. Two two goals to the good. Uh, Cole Harford making it 3-0 midway through the second half. So, yeah, as I say, you think from there that it's going to be uh, uh, an easy day out. But obviously that wasn't the case. And, and Downton did uh, score twice in the final minutes, to twice in the final 20 minutes, should I say, to to give the Devonians a real uh, real scare. But, uh, yeah, fortunately for, for Brixham uh, and their support, they managed to, to hold on and uh, guarantee 
uh, a spot in the fourth round, a 3-2 win for them over Downton. We spoke to Jason Couch, the Brixton manager, earlier this season, and I thought now was a good opportunity to get back in touch and to reflect on that impressive win in the Vars. Of course, Brixton have got history in this competition and they look like they're um, reliving their exploits um, this season as well. Anyway, we started our conversation by reflecting on that topsy-turvy game that Tom has just described. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was a great performance from the lads. To be fair, it was a it was a, a feisty start to the game. Both teams came out trying to win from the start, as you'd expect in a cup game. And uh, I thought we pretty much controlled the first half. Went three nil up, and and you start to think, yeah, we're we're there. And then uh, we had a couple of uncharacteristic mistakes at the back allowed them back into it, and we were sort of hanging on, sort of hanging on at the end. I mean, they weren't peppering us the goal, but at three two, it is a bit a bit more nervous than three nil. You've got North Greenford United away in the next round. Yes. What do you know about them? We know they're doing okay in their in their league. We've, we've had sort of 24 hours to try and find out information about them. We've seen bits from their previous previous round. I mean, the, the football nowadays at this level is video a lot. So you can access a lot of information. We know a couple of teams in their division who we're trying to speak to guys there to get on them. But it is a feral trek for us. It's about four hours. But we went to the Isle of Wight in the last round, so travelling doesn't bother us too much. But yeah, so we're expecting a tough game. I mean, how disappointing was it for you that that you weren't able to get a home tie? We've been quite fortunate in the Vars, really. For, we've had quite a lot of home ties. Um, it's probably been probably about seventy percent home, thirty percent away. So I'd rather go away in this one, and if we can get a result, be at home in the next round. We, but yeah, I mean, it's it's the beauty of it, isn't it? You do have to go. The pleasing thing for me was we didn't get either Brewster or or Falmer because you don't want to play teams in your own yeah. division. You want to play new teams and new experience, new clubs. So so that was a positive for us, really. Well, you're certainly doing that. I, I, I've not heard of Greenford, <laughs> let alone North Greenford, which I can only assume is north of South Greenford. But anyway, um, I, I mean, on a serious note, the Vars is obviously a competition that suits you. Do, do you take some inspiration um, for what you achieved in this competition last season? A little bit. It, 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 more, more probably a little bit more pressure because we did reasonably well last year. The the expectation from from ourselves when we set our goals at the start of the season is to try and match what we did last season or better. And when when you've got to the last sixteen, that that's quite a big ask. So so we were very conscious of the Vars, but our priority this season was to really get used to to the Western League and 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 seeing that. And the Vars would have been a nice distraction from that. So to still be in it is, is pleasing. Because the, the, your, your form outside of the Vars in the last couple of games has been a little bit um, of a blip. I mean, you lost to Tor Point and you had a, a draw against Welton Rovers. Both of those games were at home. So are you disappointed with those results? Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, Tor Point deserved, deserved to to get the three points against us. I think we, we were 2-0 up in that game and and we allowed them back into the game. But they're never out of the game. Tor Point are very experienced side. They know how to how to manage games very, very well. And, and with Ryan Richards up front, they're always in, they've always in the game and um, they deservedly won it come the end. The Welton game, I thought we did enough and had enough to win that game. But again, it's at this level, when, when you step up to this level, teams like those guys, they, they got themselves in front and they know how to hold on to that. And I think last season when teams went ahead against us, we knew we had enough to come back and win the game. But this season, teams 
you don't see too many scores getting overturned when when there's goals because the opposition, regardless of where they are in the league, they know what they need to do to hold on to it. And to be fair to them, they really, really dug in to get the point. Because um, second half, we did we did put them to the sword, but but they held on brilliantly, to be fair. Because, I mean, it's all, it's not all doom and gloom. We should reflect on the fact that you are fifth in the league. So, I mean, would, would your sort of mid-half-term headmaster's report be, you know, reading on schedule? Or I think you're perhaps a bit ahead of, ahead of schedule. Um, I don't. I don't really know because we haven't played everyone once yet. The way the fixtures have gone, we've we've played a couple of teams twice. There's some teams we haven't even played at all. So it, it's hard to judge. Um, I'm pleased with what we've done, but uh, as in most things, when you when you when you look back on it, you tend to focus on the bits where you could have done better rather than the bits where you've done really well. And I think we're there or thereabouts where I th- I'd hoped we'd be. Um, what I expected, I didn't really know. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's going all right. It's going all right. Well, one of those sides that you have played already is Clevedon Town. And uh, they, of course, went out in the Vars. Um, so they'll be really up um, for the next game. And, um, uh, uh, I mean, it was a close-run thing, wasn't it? You, 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 you only lost out by one goal to nil at their place. We did, yeah. We had a, we had a, it was extremely hot. I don't know if you remember when the sun used to shine on a, <laughs> on, on a Saturday. But it was a really hot day. And uh, we had a man sent off after half an hour. So we played a long time with 10 men. Um, they were already 1-0 up at that point but we, we I thought we were superb that day obviously other than getting the goal we, we, we really battled well we we adapted to the formation when we went down to 10 really really well and, and Cleveland were very complimentary at that point as well after the game so I'm looking forward to it because they, they do play a nice style of football they play very open football they do give you opportunities but they're also very very good at taking theirs so I do think it'll be a, it'll be a good game I'm looking forward to it and it's going to be an exciting Christmas period um, uh, for you as well, isn't it? I know these are two sides that you know probably too well, um, Barnstable and Buckland, but obviously both going very well in the Premier Division. And, you know, in terms of on the pitch, um, that's going to be a really competitive period that, you know, that could, could have a big influence on how your season pans out, certainly in the league. Yeah, definitely. December was always a big month. We had the Vars at the beginning. We've got Clevedon, who obviously undefeated, We've then got Buckland, we've then got St Blasey away, uh, sorry, Barnsville, Buckland, St Blasey away. It's a real tough run for, for December. We knew that the, that the way the fixtures had gone, we, we had some games that looked slightly winnable, more winnable than, than this month. We knew this month was going to be tough, but we also know as a team we're a bit more experienced at this level now. We've played, like I say, most of the teams, we haven't played Barnsville or Buckland competitively in the league um, this season yet. We've played Buckland in the Cup. So we sort of know what to expect from them. Barnstable, we haven't played competitively against them for a number of years because they've been further up the pyramid than we have. But we sort of know what to expect from them. But it'd be, they're the games you want to play. That's why we've come in this league. We want to play competitive games. We want to play you know, games where there's going to be big crowds and there's a lot on it. And so, so we relish these sort of games, really. We're looking forward to it. Excellent stuff. Jason, thank you very much for taking the time to speak to us and congratulations again on that fantastic win in the Vars. We'll all have our fingers crossed for you when you travel to uh, North Greenford. Thank you very much. Thanks for all your time and have a great Christmas if I don't speak to you before. And my thanks to Jason for his time. Now, one final tie for us to talk about in the FA Vars. Um, We did have a couple of other sides involved. Um, 
Uh, unfortunately, uh, Clevedon have, 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 have gone out. Uh, and um, Fog stopped play between Hamworthy Recreation and Wales City, so that, that game will have to be replayed. Um, but one final tie, Royal Wootton Bassett against um, Bridgewater United. And um, this one won't. This one went to the very bitter end, Tom. Yeah, this was a late, late finish. Um, as you say, considering uh, there was uh, obviously the tie that um, yeah abandoned for Fog, and there was also one in the... Uh, in the first division, can't quite remember who where that was. I think maybe potentially Win Canton. I think it was. That's right on on Saturday. So uh, there was some weather about so this one, but this yeah this this kept going and going and going. It was uh, finally decided by a, a shootout, which uh, which went the distance. But yeah, during the ninety minutes, it was a, a very entertaining two-all draw, and uh, they made a really well Bridgewater that is made a really bad start, fell behind after after around ten minutes or so, uh, but then they did manage to to gain parity right at the end of the first half. Uh, long ranger from Harry Horton made it one all at the break. Uh, and then it was another really good finish from George King uh, early in the second half. So they had a, a real good uh, spell either side of the break. Uh, George King, as I say, made it 2-1. Uh, and that seemed to be pretty much uh, the winning goal. Uh, they've reached the 90-minute the mark and it looked like they were they're going to hold on and, and claim the away win. But Royal Wooten Bassett had other ideas uh, and they managed to, to get that stoppage time goal that sent the game to, to spot kicks. Uh, and then from there, yeah, much more entertainment to be had. Uh, it was eventually decided uh, after both sides had taken, I believe it was nine penalties apiece, and it was Bridgewater who came out on top. Uh, seven, uh, seven, six. Uh, a couple of saves from Isaac Finch in, in the United net, which proved crucial. Uh, and then it was Jason Quick who scored the winner. So he was the uh, the ninth man to step up. Uh, so probably didn't volunteer if you're, if you're down that low in the pecking order, but he uh, he managed to, to convert from the spot. And uh, yeah, I'm sure there was... Um, well, I've seen a few few um, few videos, clips and whatnot on on Twitter, and uh, yeah, there was uh, very joyous scenes as you can imagine. Absolutely right, and uh, that victory away at Royal Wootton Bassett has been um, has given Bridgewater United another away trip. This time they go to Farnham Town. The draw for the fourth round of the Vars was made um, today. And um, if Wales City can get past Hamworthy Recreation, they get an away day at Jersey Bulls. Blimey, now that is an away day. Uh, that beats the Isle of Wight, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, Brixham, uh, their reward um, for uh, their victory over Downton is an, is an away trip to North Greenford United. Uh, and finally, um, Falmouth Town are the only side who've managed to be drawn at home. Um, let's hope that doesn't... Um, Augur bad news, but the Fa- Falmouth Town there at home to Hartbury University, um, of course, the uh, who, who beat Clevedon Town. Um, so um, and I'm sure they'll they'll be a, a, a tough test, but we do hope all of our sides manages manage to progress in the next round of the Vars. We'll keep you updated, of course, um, when those games take place. Now, we'll move back to Toolstation Western League football and in the Premier Division, um, well, a very creditable away draw for Wellington at home as Heath. I can't imagine that Buckland would be particularly happy about this one. No, I would have thought not. And uh, yeah, Wellington, very, as you say, pretty um, yeah, creditable indeed. And that was a, a three-match uh, unbeaten run they're now holding. So they're, they're doing pretty well. But yeah, 12 places between these sides in the table uh, pre-game. So yeah, Buckland would have gone in heavy favourites at home. Uh, and they took the lead. Kieran Bridger putting them ahead uh, after half an hour. And uh, yeah, that probably, yeah, hope, hopefully for them was going to open things up a bit. But no, Wellington, to their credit, as we say, uh, battled back and uh, yeah, uh, managed to, to gain a pretty deserved point from, from all uh, from all reports. And it was Lewis Jennings slotting the ball home 
uh, 10 minutes into the second half. And uh, yeah, they managed to, to hold on a resolute performance and, and gain a point. Well done, Wellington. Uh, and um, the other game we're going to focus in on in the Premier Division is St Blasey. They shared a five-goal thriller with Nailsey and Tickenham. Yeah, absolutely. It was This was a very entertaining game. And St Blasey on the back of a pretty heavy defeat uh, away at Helston last week. Uh, but yeah, they managed to, to regroup and uh, yeah, hand out uh, a 3-2 uh, beating of Nailsy. Uh, Ryan Downing scoring the opener. Um, excellent solo effort putting putting the home side in front. Uh, but yeah, Nailsy uh, hitting back um, excellently. Uh, in fact, uh, Luke Osgood making it one apiece, and then pretty soon after it was uh, Fabian Mokhtari making it two one. So uh, yeah, the the away side uh, leading at that point. Uh, but they've yeah they haven't been in the greatest of form, have they? Uh, the Swags over recent weeks, and uh, yeah those. Uh, struggles showed up again, unfortunately, for them. And it was Luke Cloak uh, drawing the home side level 10 minutes from time. So this was a real uh, late show from the Blaze. Uh, made it to all. Uh, and then it was in the 87th minute. So this one went right down to the, the dying embers of the game. And it was George Newton uh, capitalising on a mistake at the back. And uh, yeah, that was a, a dramatic last gasp victory for, for St Blaze by three goals to two over Nailsy and Tickenham. And now a message from our sponsor. Whatever the job, with over 25,000 products in stock and ready to go, you can click, collect and conquer at Toolstation. Now we'll turn our attention to the first division and we'll kick things off at AEK Bocco. And they were at home to your team, Tom, odd down. Yeah, not much to not much to separate the sides in this one. Uh, slender 1-0 victory for, for the Bocco and it was a, a goal from Sam Thomas. He's 10th for the campaign, so... Uh, he's having, a, having an excellent season. And, uh, yeah, that proved to proved to be enough to give uh, Bocco all three points. Uh, 1-0 win over Odd Down. We've not had AEK Bocco on uh, the podcast um, this season, so I was delighted to get back in touch with um, Joe Popel. Um, the last time I interviewed Joe, as you'll hear, um, he was um, he was at um, Bristol Telephones. Um, but um, Joe is the AEK Bocco manager now. And um, we reflected on that good win at the weekend. And I started by asking Joe whether that game was as close as the scoreline suggests. It was a, I wouldn't say a scrappy 1-0, um, but in the conditions it was in, it was played in, uh, we fully deserved win. The conditions were tough. The, the pitch was sticky. Um, it didn't allow us to play how we wanted to play, but we had to do the conditions well. And over the course of the 90 minutes, we we definitely were the better side, and yeah, we did deserve to win. Because you've been on a good run of form over the last couple of months, haven't you? There was an eye-catching 8-0 win away at Canesham in there as well. Um, so, I mean, what, what happened on uh, on that night then? I mean, did it did everything you hit go in? Yeah, it was one of them. Canesham were sort of very young side um, they've got some really, really good players um, and it was a case of sort of as you can see as you can see from their previous results with their Shirehampton games and whatever they, they seem to be scoring a lot of goals so it was one of them if we could keep it a little bit tight at the back um, and take our chances I was confident that we'd, we'd get the result and um, yeah we, we started the game really well on the front foot we, we tried to stop them playing and Got in at half time two 0 and then I said to the lads, uh, the third goal was was crucial, and thankfully for us, we we got the third just after half time, and it was uh, we sort of didn't take our foot off the gas, and yeah, it's just one of those nights where everything sort of clicks, and yeah, we we ran out eight nil winners, which is which is the first for me as a manager, and I think that's probably the, the biggest result we've ever had at this level so yeah no it's good night all round and 
yeah, like you said, we've hit a good bit of form. We've we've been playing really well. Sort of, we started the season well, and then we had a little bit of a dip, and we sort of come out the other side. But yeah, at the moment it's go, it's going well. Uh, unfortunately, last last not last week, the week before, we had the GFA Trophy and the Les Phillips Cup, which we uh, we went out on both occasions on penalties. Um, so yeah, we're a little bit unfortunate there, but yeah, that's the way that's the way it goes. But the league form has been good, and I think a lot of that has been built on the fact that not only talk about goal scoring there, but you've um, you've had quite a few clean sheets, haven't you? Is that something that you've been working on? Yes, yes, it is. We're a side that are always going to create and always um, score goals, especially with the attacking players we have. Um, and at the start of the season, just it was a little bit inconsistent in terms of player availability and in fairness probably had one defender too many so I was trying to juggle it a little bit and um, yeah, we, we had a we had a window after we at the end of September we had like a 13 day window where we didn't have a fixture and we we sort of sat down and worked out how we were gonna where we were gonna go with it and yeah we, we since since the turn of then I think we've we've only lost one at Radstock and we've definitely tightened up at the back and like I said we're always going to score goals so if we can come keep them out at the other end it gives us a very good chance because the last time I spoke to you you were at Bristol Telephones obviously now you've moved to AK Bocco so what's the project with Bocco what are your ambitions for the side yeah our, well our first and foremost is obviously we're taking like you said we take take out take over in the summer um, and it was a complete rebuild taken over from Spencer Thomas who'd done an unbelievable job but when the manager leaves you tend to lose a lot of players as well so it was a complete rebuild for us we had I think maybe four maximum five players stay on from last year um, so first and foremost it was about getting a competitive side in that league and building from there we've managed to do that so far um, the overall goal is to get it to step five so in the league above um, and then review that when we get there. But yeah, short-term goal is sort of, first and foremost, you want to stay in the league. The last thing you want to do is be at the wrong end of the table. And it's a very tough league. You just look at the teams in there and it is so competitive. Um, but yeah, if I think the ultimate goal for, for everyone involved is is to try and get Bocco to, to the next level, whether that happens this year or next year. Something we're striving to do. So ninth in the first division at the moment, and from what you've said, I guess that's around about par. Yeah, um, if you'd have offered me that sort of, I think we're twenty games in now. If you'd have offered me that at the start of the season, um, after twenty games, I probably would have bit your hand off for it. And I think that's probably where we are, sort of as a team at the moment. We've got we've got a lot of young lads. We're a little bit naive at times. We're still something still working on, um, but obviously you can't necessarily coach that that comes with experience um, we have got a couple of older heads sort of in around them but yeah I, I think ninth is, is is where we probably deserve to be and where we rightfully are to be honest I mean you mentioned Redstock just now you've played the, the top sides you've played Portishead you've played Brislington um, which sides have impressed you the most so yeah well, well we, went to, we went to Radstock um which was a disappointing day, to be honest. We started the game really well, went in at half on nil-nil, probably shaded the, thir- the first half. We definitely felt we could have got something from the game. Then we missed a couple of good opportunities. And then, yeah, sort of, like I said, a little bit of naivety. We had a, a player 
Simeon and sort of the wheels came off a little bit. Um, and they are, well, you're not second in the league after, halfway through a season if you're not a good side. So yeah, they 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 were really good, good at what they've done, very experienced and. Yeah, I was impressed with them. Um, probably the best side we played, I, I, I'd say, is Porter's Head. They they came down to our place, one four, give us a bit of a lesson. Been really impressed with them. And obviously, Brislington are what they are. They've got a great, great team team spirit. They've been together for a number of years. Um, they're going to be not too not too far away. So, yeah, I'd probably say those three teams that are sort of in and around the top are are there because they they fully deserve to be there. So you've got Cadbury Heath at home midweek, uh, and yep. uh, knowing that um, the, with you two so close in the table, if they win that one, they go above you. Yeah, it, that is the league all over. To be honest, you sort of you look at that table, and there's probably six, seven teams that are so um, it's very congested in that middle of the table, and it's just a uh, very unpredictable. You look at um, Shire Hampton went to Cadbury Heath on the weekend and one two one. You just you just don't know which way is going to go, um, and that is why you we sort of need to be at it every single week to try and push to finish as high as we can. Um, because as soon as you take take your foot off the gas, you you could quite find yourself uh, easily find yourself slipping slipping down the table. And Cabri Heath coming to us tomorrow night. Uh, my good friend George, who is manager there, I think it's the first time the two clubs have met in the league ever. Right. Bit of history. Um, yeah, and obviously local rivals as well. Um, a couple of our lads have played for Cabra Heath. Um, yeah, so it should be a really, really good night. Um, obviously, weather dependent. Um, and all to play for. I, I guess they will finish sort of what's going to happen with the league next year and what's going to get you in the playoffs and promotion and that sort of stuff. But our aim is to finish as high as we can. And obviously, that is a, that's the case for everyone else. Uh, and then you've got a trip to Wing Canton on Saturday. And uh, if there's one thing we know about Wing Canton, it's that you're going to have to be at the races for that game. Yes, absolutely. They are a very solid team for this league. Um, they've got, obviously, really good quality players. They know how to win full games, see football games out. Um, she's been manager there a number of years. He's experienced. And I'd probably say that's going to be one of the toughest trips um, that we'll have this season. So, yeah, like you said, we, we're going to have to be at the races if we're going to get anything. Um, but I fully, I fully believe in in the lads, and yeah, if we can continue to do what we've been doing for the last um, six, seven weeks, then why not? why can't we go down and, and get something? Now, Joe, it's it's been a pleasure talking to you, as it was, of course, the first time um, I interviewed yeah. you. That that time you um you you left the club um, the day after. Um, we produced the podcast. I, I, I just, just as a little bit of breaking news and some reassurance, can you confirm that you're not going to be leaving Bocco tomorrow? <laughs> definitely, definitely <laughs> not. I, I categorically say I won't be leaving tomorrow. Yeah, obviously, that was going back probably around about a year now, and they've done really well. Sort of since since we left, John Allen came in, and then yeah, they they, they they've really really picked up, and they're. Uh, doing well this year um, and I can't speak highly enough of the club they they've, um, they were very supportive supportive of me um, and wish them nothing but the best but yeah move on and it's a big project with Bocco uh, I have an amazing committee and chairman behind me like I said earlier on we've got a, a young group of players 
they've got an amazing youth section up there, so it's a com- constant conveyor belt of, of youth players coming through. And yeah, the club, the club's plans align with uh, align with mine and, and where we want to go and uh, how we want to run the club. And yeah, everything fits well. Obviously, I've played there. I played for Bocco for for probably eight nine years, so I know sort of the ins and outs of it. And it's it feels like a good fit. It's my home, so. Yeah, fingers crossed we can sort of take them to the next level along there. And my thanks to Joe for his time. Now, moving on to Longwell Green Sports and um, a, a really good crowd here. 175 people, um, Tom, saw Longwell Green triumph over Cheddar. Yeah, absolutely. A 3-1 win uh, for the home side in this one. They've, um, yeah, they're having some, I, I think I noted it in the bulletin, but they're having some real excellent form at home. I think it's at least four or five uh, wins on the bounce. So, they're, yeah, they're building up a bit of a fortress. And as you say, a real, real impressive crowd there on Saturday afternoon. So, yeah, impressive stuff. And it was a second half showing, which which really helped them to, to grind out this result over over Cheddar. Uh, game won a piece at halftime. Dean Chris Ostamu uh, scoring for the visitors. But it was Longwell Green who came out on top in the end. And it was Sam Bainbridge. Uh, who, who opened the scoring for them. Uh, and then further goals after the break from Sonny Pascoe and Billy Hensler. And uh, yeah, that gave him a 3-1 win. And uh, yeah, another another home victory. And another 3-1 scoreline, this time a reverse. Warminster Town entertaining Cribs Reserves and Cribs March on, Tom. Yeah, they're having a yeah real good campaign, aren't they? I think up, up into third spot. Uh, yeah, and it was a fast start from them, which really helped them uh, capture this Capture this result. Uh, two goals ahead inside the opening 10 minutes. So, yeah, real uh, so strong opening to this one. Liam Clayton and Tatenda Mateke uh, putting them putting them in control. Uh, Kieran Clayton then added a third. And, uh, yeah, they were pretty much done and dusted by by, by half-time. Uh, Warmers to grab a, grab a consolation 15 minutes from time, but they, uh, they suffered another defeat. And it was the Cribs Reserves who took home all three points. Now, we'll take a look ahead at the fixtures coming up uh, on Saturday, the 9th of December. Uh, hopefully, weather permitting a really good crop of matches in both our Premier Division and our First Division. Tom, which game has caught your eye? I think it's the only uh, game uh, involving a couple of top uh, top half sides. And it is a, a team we've um, yeah concentrated on a little bit today. It's Brixham. Uh, they got another home game. Uh, on Saturday, and they take on Clevedon, who I'm not going to say that they're, they're not going under the radar at all, are they? But they are very much in touch with the top two. A couple of games in hand for them, and they have they've racked up the points. They've got 33 points from 13 games, 10 wins. They're still unbeaten this year. So um, they go to Brixham, who themselves in fifth, uh, yeah, having a pretty pretty decent go of it, and obviously come into this season with uh, plenty of confidence after what they what they managed to to do last campaign. So yeah, I think this should be an absolute stonking game, and obviously Brixham. Brixham themselves, uh, full of confidence, big big win in the Vars. So, uh, yeah, I think that should be an absolute belter. I'm going for a game that I went to last season, Ilfracombe Town against Helston Athletic. Um, these are two sides that know each other um, very well indeed. And um, uh, at the time I went there, it was to do a... Um, it was part of our um, mental health awareness campaign with um, Devon Mind. Uh, and uh, these two sides fought out a draw. Now, I, I'm sure that Helston, particularly with their form this season, they'll be looking to do better than that. But Ilfracombe, I'm sure, will provide a stern test. So I think as well as the excellent hospitality of Ilfracombe of Town, which includes, I have to say, the fish and chips, um, uh, I think this will be a really good game um, to catch uh, on Saturday in the Premier Division. Uh, now, if we take a look into the First Division, Tom, what game have you called out there? I've gone for uh, Wincanton against Bocca. So, again, uh, the uh, 
yeah, the team we've uh, taken a fair bit of concentration on on this uh, on this podcast. Bocco, they travel uh, to take on Wincanton. Both sides in, in pretty good form. Bocco had an excellent week, obviously that one nil win over Oddown, and also uh, we didn't touch on, but the mid- the midweek mauling of uh, Canesham, eight goals to nil away from home. Um, that was the, uh, the probably the result of the week. Um, so they're in, yeah, they're high on confidence. Wincanton themselves, I'd, I'd say, are doing pretty well, and they were, I don't know, if it's tad unfortunate, but they, yeah. They were a pretty pretty comfortable lead on on Saturday afternoon before their game got abandoned due to the uh, the fog which took over their ground uh, and they're off the back of a big win previous to that as well so I think this should be a, a decent encounter. And I'm going to choose the game that I'm hoping to be at Middle Zoe Rovers against Portishead Town. Now of course Portishead are our league leaders. Um, we know that um, they're prolific in front of goal. Middle Zoe, a, a new side to the Tool Station Western League, and it will be. Um, I'm really looking forward to my first visit to their facilities, which I've been told are well worth a visit. And um, I won't be alone. I should be accompanied, accompanied by Mind in Somerset uh, on the latest leg of our promotional campaign to highlight the importance of positive mental health across the Tool Station Western League, not just to our players. Um, but also our supporters as well. So that's the game um, that I'll be at. Now, the weather and the VARs have done their best to um, limit the number of league matches that we had um, this week, Tom. So I think we'll give the uh, uh, the league tables a miss and, um, and the goal scorers for now. Um, so I think we'll just leave the listeners with one um, reminder of where they can find um, all of the information that we've been discussing on this latest episode of the podcast, which, of course, is contained in your excellent bulletin. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, so that is on the uh, the Tour Station League um, website. Uh, if you scroll down uh, on the homepage, it's, it's just on the left-hand side there, and you can click on that, and uh, that takes you to the most recent one. So, yeah, that comes out every week, uh, issued on usually on a Sunday morning uh, after all the games. Uh, as you say, fingers crossed with the uh, the weather and whatnot. But, yeah, um, that will... Uh, look back on uh, the, the the games that have happened and look ahead to the, the coming weeks and, and give you tables and top scorers and whatnot. So, yeah, that comes out every week. Excellent stuff, Tom. Thank you, as always, for your time. And uh, I look forward to catching up with you on next week's Tool Station Western League podcast. <laughs>